1: offers and contests bet online your online sports book experts use the code clns50 when you go to betonline.ag once again betonline.ag code clns50 to get you 50 off your initial deposit all right we're back celtics are close to on the clock john zanish Gerard blakely here um celtics draft Special, I guess this is it. They <laughs> nothing has nothing special. Nothing special. Why would ha- we call
0: it a special? I have no idea.
1: It's special. I mean, you know, you and I are here. That makes it special. That
0: makes it special. You're right. You know, you're right.
1: Um, so uh, you know, we're here. We're hanging out. Um, there's some some people here waiting. Uh, Bobby Manning is also here. We're gonna bring him in in a second. Um, and uh, you know, there's quite a few people on Bobby's little big board that's still available. So we'll talk about that as well. Um, As we kind of get a little bit closer here, um, let's bring in Bobby as well. What's up, Bobby?
0: Hey, Bobby.
1: No, not working. No. That's why you got to get here early. Um, (laughs) um, Sorry, we'll try to welcome Bobby back in a little bit. Celtics are close um, to picking here. I think we are at 43. Is that correct? Yeah,
0: I think 43 was the last one off the board. Greg four, Brown third.
1: Greg Brown the third. So we are close. Uh, and as we said, a couple people uh, here that we talked about um, still left. Bobby's probably going to have to log off and back in and see if he can get in. But some guys there who are interesting, uh, among them uh, Cooper, who, uh, you know, uh, there's a bit of a – this is a guy who had a draft party. He's kind of hanging out. Um, and uh, – you know
0: hanging out way longer than he probably thought you know way out. longer
1: this is one of those guys that really is starting to wonder like why did i listen to everybody who said i was going in the first round why the hell did i friggin? why did i go into this draft you know uh and and that's what's happening here uh once again i don't know if bobby can hear but bobby you probably got to leave and come back because we can't he- you're not when you talk we can't hear you so that's why you're not in the room right now um so uh yeah, anyone else there you like that's still available, Sherrod?
0: I like I mean the Cooper kid is is good and and you look at his position, he's a playmaker. that's certainly something that the Celtics when they're looking at talent, he has to be in the mix. Bobby's back. I mean now there you go. All right, yeah, so
1: Bobby, so who do you you still got some people here, Sherrod, who were who you talking about and we'll talk no, I, about
0: I mean, I like the Cooper kid. I, I think he'd be a good addition, but I, I'm a big fan of the Reeves kid from Oklahoma. Uh, I, I just I'm a I don't know what it is about Austin Reeves, but I really like his game. I like his toughness. Uh, I like the fact that you know the, the games that I saw him play uh, was against Oklahoma State and Cade Cunningham, and I thought he more than held his own against the number one pick in the draft. So uh, that's a guy that I really really like.
1: Yeah, and Bobby, yes. uh, we've lost
2: Thor here. Um, <laughs> well, so- unbelievably I- enough, I can't believe uh, Sharif Cooper's here. I like he was. And Sharif Cooper is the one you didn't even
1: put on your board right. because you assume he's not going to be there. And he's the guy now Celtics fans are starting to salivate a little because it's like, okay, what do you like more than being able to pick in the middle of the second round and get a guy who many people had as a first round talent? That's always the dream, right? You know, the guy who slid, the guy who has. Oh, no, this whatever. is what we
2: talked about earlier. Why not shoot for the home run here? There's real concerns about Cooper. I. I expected him to slide in the first round, but here we are at 45. I can't believe it. Right. I mean, this guy was 19 on Kevin O'Connor's board. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's what I mean is this is a guy who most people had as a top 20 talent Mm -hmm. um, who's there. Celtics are not quite on the clock, but they will be shortly. Um, And And – and again, let's see where we are here. 43 is Brown. We still don't have 44. 44 but-
2: was uh, my number Kessler. one guy, Kessler Edwards. Kessler. Okay. Yep. So
1: that's that. So right now the Celtics are on the clock and this guy uh, is available. Uh, you know, Sharif Cooper. So this is a, a, right now, obviously Celtics fans are pulling hard in one direction and this appears to be the one.
2: Yeah. Uh, so he's a little undersized, six 6'1". Um, you know, a buck that,
0: 60, maybe. Yeah, maybe. yeah he's,
2: he's really small. Um, obviously, shined in high school. He's close with the guy I really liked last year, Isaac Okora, who's in Cleveland now. Um, they both kind of came up under his dad, who's running like a little agency out there in Atlanta. All their guys went out to Auburn. Um, he had some eligibility issues at Auburn, so he didn't play a ton there. And he's a phenomenal passer, but the question's the shot. He was 22% from three, 39% at the field at Auburn. Uh, you know, gritty defender, I'd say. He, he's kind of Kemba-like in the positionally and uh, compete-wise he's sound, but again, really small. But he does project to be a really, really good passer, uh, maybe even elite. And that's kind of what the Celtics need right now, isn't it? yeah
0: in a lot of ways but they took
1: juhan begarin juhan all
2: right he was um he was my bonus pick on my uh so everyone right now
1: there's a lot of crying in celtics nation you had a shot at that guy that slid and every nba analyst is like wow i can't believe that guy is there celtics had a
2: chance to get him this is the draft this guy's from paris yeah so uh tell us about what you know here bobby so his so he's playing in paris uh has obviously been playing overseas for quite a while now um he's from uh some island in the caribbean and moved to france in his teenage years, to go play professionally over there, um, yeah. he's a wing
1: type, right? Uh, uh, more of a, a, a yeah.
2: I'm trying to think yeah. of a good comparison. His length is off the charts. I think he's got like seven three, seven four length here. Yeah. Um, explosive in transition, tall, uh, just tons of burst and athleticism. But he won't be coming over here for a few years, I'd imagine. Um, he's very raw. He's he's got a solid floor on his shot i watched a lot of tape on him earlier because he was in my video as the top draft and stash option in the second round um but he's not going to project to be part of this team for a little while he's got a decent amount of way to go on both ends of the floor um and him playing professionally overseas gives the celtics a really good opportunity to kick this down the line
1: yeah and again six, four, six, five, seven foot wingspan um that's so- very george
0: hill like you when know, you talk about having that type of you know wing position. I really situation. struggled
2: to pronounce his name on the video earlier, John. You're gonna have to go watch it. It was yeah. bad. Yeah.
1: <laughs> How do you I, pronounce it? I I'm gonna go with Bejarin or Begarin, but I don't no, know No, the
2: first so, name.
1: Oh, I had. I'm just looking at Juhan here. I mean, I'm, I was I'm going go like
2: for, I was going Spanish, like Juan. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> we'll see. Uh,
1: you know, they'll probably say it on the broadcast here. But uh, again, you know, by all accounts. Um, NBA level athleticism, you know, uh, but
2: a nine foot standing reach. His his arms are really, you know,
1: as it is elite physical skills, but um, you know, the game needs refinement. And we talked about it prior to the draft, you know, draft and stash, um, you know, from this position might be an option, particularly, you know, because you have people under, you have people to fill roster spots who are whatever. uh, And you have, you know, some flexibility again we'll see what they do with a lot of their moves to sign somebody uh into a mid-level you have tpe you have you could add some veteran players there to that roster that already has you at least know barring trade neesmith romeo pritchard you know uh you know mo brown you have a lot of younger players on here so again what are you going to do with another rookie that has to make the team i think the draft and stash makes sense here um but again, what is the um, what you know? What are they missing out here by not taking uh, Cooper? Well,
0: I, I think that they're they're looking to add more experience in the backcourt. I, I think they they've looked they've they've kind of gone through this trial and error with young, undersized guards. I mean, he's not that much bigger than Tremont Waters. In fact, I think Tremont Waters probably is a little bit more solidly built. And Tremont, you know, when he came to the Celtics. He was an SEC defensive player of the year, uh, despite his size. So I I think that there are certain – there are a lot of questions. And for the Celtics, do you really want to roll the dice on a guy who has a lot of, I think, physical question marks versus taking a guy that you can stash away who from a physical standpoint is everything you're looking for going forward and you're able to get that in the middle of the second round? So it, it, it makes a lot of sense for the Celtics to go with our good friend from France.
2: Yeah. Yeah, they don't want youth to be part of their rotation next year. They want to get a little bit older as we've seen. They were looking at Nigel Hayes overseas, who obviously has seasoned his game a little bit more since college. Yeah. Um and but other, free agents, other names, of other they don't names. A lot there. Of roster spots.
1: there were other names there. Weiss camp, uh Johnson, Boston. He
2: was Camp was picked before them. Oh, Weiss Camp yeah. went before? Yeah.
1: My yeah. bad, my bad, my bad. Uh Boston was still out
2: there, right? hmm Yeah. He had a horrible year at Kentucky. Uh, he might go undrafted, frankly. Don't forget about Massey, who's been like, it's it's crazy to
0: think about Charles Massey. Just a couple of years ago, it was like possible lottery pick, and now he may not even get drafted.
2: Oh my God, the way this shifts in a few years is crazy.
0: Yeah, it's crazy, crazy.
2: Especially with these young guys, you just never really know. Like they're so early in their development. Like look you're going at, off like 20 games in a college season. It's it's tough.
0: I mean, look at a guy like Isaiah Todd, who's a second round pick. I mean when you uh, yes you made some money being in a G League, but damn, if how much Deshaun next,
2: you- you're talking about undrafted with him out mm-hmm. of that G League camp. Right. Yeah. But yeah, um I got some notes here on Juhan. Uh obviously the nine nearly nine foot standing reach, he's two hundred and fifteen pounds, so he already has a really chiseled, powerful frame. You'll get some semi vibes there. Um, Gets to the rim a ton, but he only shot 50% there last year, which isn't great. Um, But he's got a wide array of footwork moves, euro steps, tons of control and speed on the transition runs. He's great in transition. Gets above the rim on lobs. Um, 34% catch and shoot threes last year, which isn't great. And he's a 60% free throw shooter. So the shot has a long way to go. The only other bad thing you hear about him too, great tools defensively, but doesn't really use them. Gets lost a bit off the ball. Um, doesn't have a great feel for defense. And like doesn't, have, doesn't have much craft handle on the ball. Right. You know, he's very raw as a ball handler.
1: And it is interesting at this point, who's going to slip. You got 15 picks till you're slipping into undrafted free agent. And at least a handful of players that people thought were curious and uh, possible selections here at 45. So you could end up with potential um undrafted free agent that somebody people were looking at um that they might have uh you know taken a swing at here um at 45. so again nobody who's going to make a difference um here this year I, I don't mind the draft and stash pick because again I'll, at this point what are you looking for you're taking you're trying to, it's a lottery ticket you're trying to hit a home run here you know you want to i'll always take the guy with the elite physical you know i'll take this guy over i don't mean to trash him but over a grant williams type a guy who played productively at the college level but you know their ceiling is what it's going to be because they're physically-
2: there was there was the, a prospect in this draft compared to grant and you got scared for a minute that oh are they gonna go in that kind of coming. direction again
1: <laughs> You ha- so so those bobby we joked about it before you 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 said what what do you do here like i the worst type of pick to me would have been the the need this guy can play and i can stick him into next year's roster and as the 11th or 12th guy those do nothing for you you can find those guys all over the place like to me i'd always you're taking a swing here you know you don't want to you don't want to be super risky when you're picking in the top 10 but when you're picking 45 sure yeah take an athletic guy high upside stash him see what he comes back uh and what he can what he can be for you i think that that's perfectly fine particularly somebody who you you think might also have some offensive upside. So fine, totally fine with the pick here. Um, I don't know enough about Cooper to know whether or not this one's going to be a bad miss
2: for them. Well, dozens of teams agreed with the but, Celtics. But a lot yeah. of people
1: a lot of people saw it that way too. So when a guy slides, it's one of those things where every NBA analyst who had him higher is like, what's everyone doing? And every team is like, yeah, none of us like this guy, but you guys like him for some reason. And it appears that Cooper is that guy. So, um, you know it anyway. is may
0: very well wind up in a cell on a Celtic summer league right <laughs>
1: so you um, never know
0: so you just never know yeah you just never know um,
1: so that's one thing and again um you know there wasn't anything big and splashy uh but what was super interesting that happened uh, an hour or so ago is a report that uh coming from Shams uh that uh, the Lonzo ball market you know is 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 definitely something to watch among the teams we've heard that were interested we we know Um, you know, Chicago, uh, and there's a couple teams interested. But uh, Shams threw Boston in there, really high on the list of teams that are looking at Lonzo. And this is something we've tried to figure out how it works. Cap gymnastics, up against the hard cap. What do you have the flexibility to do if you're able to do this? You know, how exactly do you make this work? And this is a guy we talked about for a trade deadline acquisition. This is a guy I talked about as a potential offseason target, if they can make it work. Um, How do you make this work for the Celtics, if you're the Celtics?
2: Well, he threw a number out there, which is good 21, 22 million. That's fair from what we were expecting. So, if you trade Smart and Thompson, uh, you'll not only match that, but you'll save about 4 million on top of it, too. So, obviously, you're hard capped if you sign and trade for ball. Um, And you're currently about 20 million under the hard cap. And that would bring you about like 24 million if you did a deal like that. Smart Thompson. Now obviously, you'd have to, you know, send picks for Ball and to dump Thompson in that scenario. Uh, so, doesn't seem very likely. Obviously, they'd probably want a young player too, or something like that. But I'm looking at Toronto, who we mentioned too. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, they kept their point guard slot open by not drafting Jalen Suggs. Wow. Uh, they drafted a wing who could have possibly paired with Ball in this kind of setup here. And we obviously know that the Pelicans are pretty fixated on adding Kyle Lowry to their roster. So all signs point toward Toronto for me.
1: Cooper goes 48 to Atlanta, by the way. So there, there's that. He's uh, from Atlanta.
2: That's a good good setup for him. Yep. Yeah. So,
1: so so, you got that. Um, I don't know. What, is this, given what you think you might have to move around and what it's going to do for you financially, is this, a, and again, what it, what it means for any potential Beal um you know pursuit, and and again, everyone says, "Oh, you make a move, you sign certain people, you you spend money elsewhere, you go up against the cap, Beals off the table." Yes and no, he is sort of off the table in terms of how we think the Celtics want to get it done, but he's not off the table if you're talking about trading Jalen Brown. So. There's still a world in which the Celtics fill out their roster however they want it. And if they decide they want Beal, it's a Jalen for Beal swap. Um, and that's that. That's what it becomes. And I'm not saying do it, but I'm saying that's the path to doing it. If you go out there and you spend money on a guy like Lonzo or you re-sign Evan or you do whatever, yeah, you're out of the Beal sweepstakes next offseason, which means the only way you get him is, is, is trading Jalen. So um, that's where they would be at. And again, I'm not sure whether that's something that uh you want to do i know a lot of celtics fans don't want to make that move you want to get them without giving up um you know one of your prized possessions but i, I think that's where it's headed if the celtics start to like we said we're going to find out pretty quick what the celtics plan to do because they're either going to go in and we're, start to build kinda, this roster yeah
2: and you're kind of yeah. there yeah we're where we started this off season you got to make yeah. the choice now if you're going to do that free agent pursuit and then out yeah. the roster uh it's obviously- monday monday um, <laughs> you,
1: are you making a move for evan are you are you making
2: offer sheets are you trying to make you you're either so in the game use,
1: you're either in the game trying to get people or you're or you're out you know? so
2: Toronto's one of those teams that could have made a run at fournier bringing ball and in their case would take them out of making a sizable offer there the knicks traded two first to keep their books clean tonight i doubt they're offering fournier a big contract spurs were never going to be that kind of team then the only team left that you're looking at with cap space out there would be the Hornets. So here we are again. <laughs> the Charlotte Hornets gonna pry another Celtics free agent away from them. That's the only team that I can picture doing it at this point. And if not, Charlotte's you might be able to keep Fournier for very you might be able to keep Fournier for very cheap. And that's the goal. I mean, I I think that that's
0: that's the blueprint. If you can get Fournier at a reasonable number, but it's going to involve someone else making a move ahead of you. Someone has to blink and the Celtics have to be ready to pounce on whoever is still left standing whenever that team blinks. And, I, you know, Fournier, again, I, I have no issue with bringing Fournier back, but I need if I'm going to bring him back. It has to be at a reasonable number that doesn't handcuff us going forward. Uh, and I and I think that if Lonzo, for example, is moved to Toronto, uh, and and Charlotte somehow gets involved and in, in does some things, and Fournier is kind of left out there, you know, looking to get paid, then we got something to work with. Then we're yeah. able to. You're if you're the Celtics, you're able to get him at a number that works for you. It works for him because it, it'll. Give him that long term stability, which from what I gather he's looking for is he wants to get paid like all of us do. But I think for him, it's the number of years that's just as important as the actual per annual salary. Yeah. And so for the Celtics, that's that's okay if you can get that number low enough to where you feel comfortable giving him maybe three or four years. And again,
1: you do because there's you the 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 value over replacement. There's not the next guy down from Fournier is much worse than Evan Fournier. Yeah. So again, the talent on your roster takes a massive hit if you don't bring him back. That's the upshot to bringing back Fournier. But, but you know, it all comes down to. Are you trying to save up for something bigger? You know, you want. And if that's the case, it, that's the only reason not to resign him from a straight on the court talent perspective. I mean, anybody who watched the USA France game is reminded is like this guy's a very talented player. And again, we kind of saw so little of it because just as he ramped up a little bit and you're like, whoa. They got you saw those flashes, COVID like, and then he goes away and he comes back and he's like, I'm a mess, man. You know, like you, we saw so little of what Fournier could do. And then you see him, you know, playing against the best players in the world and he looked like one of the best players in the court. And you're reminded, Oh yeah, he has a lot of skill, you know, like, so they, they don't have anybody on the roster that can even come close to simulating what he does, you know? Um, so you don't resign him. You're much worse. Uh, you're much worse. Uh, you do resign him. You're this is the this is the dilemma you're you're likely out on Beal and you are an overpriced heavy tax-paying non-contending team it, you know a bad place to be. it's a bad place to, so that's the <laughs> dilemma and again people are saying here like do you want him or not want him yeah you want him because he's good at basketball and he makes you better however you're not a contender because of Evan Fournier that becomes your team. You have no cap flexibility. You're up against the hard cap and you're not, you're likely not a contender. So your team is it's a run it back team, you know? So when you do that, you kind of are taking yourself out of the running to make something splashy. And that's the risk in Fournier.
2: Yeah, they might have to get creative here. Could you swing a sign-and-trade to a different location and bring in a guy on big expiring money for a team that's tied up against the tax? Uh, Could you bring in an expiring contract like Joe Ingles maybe, send Fournier out there with more guaranteed years for less money in uh, Utah? The only threat, I don't know, I I could see Charlotte maybe – Sending some money his way, Sherrod. I know they got to address their center position more urgently, and I think that's where Miles Turner is going to end up. So I don't think they'll be in the mix. My only fear is do the Knicks, who have like 70 million in cap space, try to kick some of that space back to next year by signing Fournier to something silly like one year, 20, 25 million, or something like that, just to like bundle up that cap space and kick it to next year? That's my concern.
0: Yeah, because not only would they be, you know, kicking it to next year, but they become a major player the year after. So the, mm-hmm. the, the, that the Knicks, I think they have to be the team that sets things in motion because of the, the just the flexibility that they have. And to be candid, they can literally go out and get whoever they want to if that player wants to come to New York. Money is not an issue for them. They're, and that, if you're the Celtics, it's just like you kind of have to kind of wait and see what the hell they do because they really do have the best hand in terms of getting deals done because of all that cap flexibility that they have. What that doesn't mean if you're the, what you're hoping for if you're Boston is that the Knicks will do what the Knicks have consistently done. And that is spend <laughs> money wastefully or, or go get DeMar DeRozan. DeRozan. Rosen. <laughs> but, right. Or DeMar DeRozan. That'd be great. He would be awesome in New York. A perfect, perfect player for them. We'll get you 20 points. Probably isn't going to move the needle in terms of wins and losses, but a good solid player. But, you're hoping that the guys that if you're the Celtics that you know can really give you what you're looking for, the Knicks, the Hornets are just going to look in a different direction, which I think they will. Like, I don't think the Knicks and the Hornets are looking at Fournier and like, damn, I can't wait till we get started. So I can go out and get me Evan Fournier. I don't think that's happening, but what his value to the Celtics, I think is so much greater than it is to a lot of other teams that are going to be in position to make him an offer. what what would you do john what do you think they're gonna do
1: what would i do
0: yeah i'm i i
1: hate being flip floppy here it's so hard to see because you really need you really need to see it's like i don't like to go into a restaurant and order without reading the menu i don't want to just say i like chicken you know and get chicken like i want to see option a b c d e laid out in front to be able to pick one. You can't just say, I want this guy because the domino effect of what it takes you well, out that's of. That's the tricky position. And that's the what's tricky. And that's the future, why it's- right? that's why it's hard to be a GM is you do, you can't know there is no perfect plan because you might not do something because you want to do something else. And the thing you want to do doesn't come to fruition, AKA, you know, Anthony Davis, Kyrie Irving staying, blah, blah, blah. You put your eggs in one basket and this is going to be great. And then I'll trade all my stuff and we'll have this super team with Kyrie and, 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 and Hayward and Anthony Davis. And, you know, maybe even Tatum, won't this be great? And Nope. Didn't happen. You know, you don't, (laughs) none of that happens. So it's, you know, I, I guess the safest thing to say is a bird in the hand situation. I don't think you can let talented players walk if you have an opportunity to bring them back at something that makes sense to you. I think it's they're hard. Ta- they're
2: talking 13 million. I mean, it's a I little steep, but... It's hard he- to accept. It's hard to accept for a lot of people
1: in Celtics fans that your team might be pretty good but not a contender. It's a shitty place to be knowing that like you're not in that upper echelon but most teams kind of live there. If the alternative though is getting w- way worse without a plan and just hoping something gets better late, you can you can clear the ta- cap table if you're the Knicks or somebody and you have nobody on your roster, who you even not Knicks now, but Knicks a few years ago, you have even no one on your, now. <laughs> But I'm saying you have no one on your roster you care to keep. You have no one you care to offend, and you're just waiting to dump throw piles of money at people in the hopes that they say, yes, you can do that. You can't do that if you're the Celtics now, because you have Tatum and Brown here and you can't be a loser for two years, misfire in free agency, trade off all of your draft picks, not have anything to show for it and just have these guys languishing. And then they become Portland, you know, a what, mm-hmm. you know, first, round. you can't have that happen because uh, that's going to end badly. You have to build The best team that you have. So again, I guess if you're asking me, I think you got to extend Rob. I think you have to take the approach of sign Fournier. If the money is right, extend Rob and then see what happens. You know, hope that other people play themselves into bigger assets. And if you want to make a trade down the road, maybe you're able to do that. And if you're not, you're not. And it kind of stinks that like you have to accept that. But you let everybody walk on the hopes that you can just open it up, clear, clear the deck, and that something big is gonna come to you later and then it doesn't come. You've got nothing left, and you have you have no smart, you have no Fournier, you've renounced the rights to Rob. You know, what's left? Uh, so it's, yeah. it's a weak the, team.
2: The Wizards did quietly go out and get Aaron Holiday tonight. You know, not not an earth-shattering move, but again, another sign that Are they trying to possibly put a team together here for this next season here? Have another prove-it year for Beal? It really feels like tonight was a turning point on the Beal front where both he and the Wizards look at this next year and say, all right, this is the last hurrah. Build something here. I'm gone next year. You're not going to trade me. I'm not going to ask out. We're just going to play this out to next offseason and see where it goes from there. And I think that's kind of the thing Beal has done his whole career there, Sharad, right? Like, he signs that extension two years ago. He was there the whole time before that. And everything you hear is that he's content being a wizard. Like, he's getting antsy here, but he's willing to give them a lot of room for error, it feels like, in their team-building process.
0: Yeah, I think part of his thing is that there's, this, there's this false sense of loyalty he has that organization uh and i i think he really does need someone to be in his air and to remind him that this is a business and you have a very limited window to be a great player in this league and you're getting pretty close to the to that the end of that road where you're going to be an elite player and if you have any visions of, of competing for a championship you need to get the hell out of town now because that team that they're putting together now that team is not going to win anything they're, other than maybe another lottery ticket to the damn, to the, to next year's draft.
2: So oh, that puts the Celtics. Good. Yeah. And again, this plan that they're doing here is not going to work. Like Montrez, Harold, Kyle Kuzma, and holiday, like that team could be fine. But that, th- some of those parts probably isn't better than what Westbrook was doing for them late well, last when, year. When you say "fine,"
0: Bobby, I think of like "fine" if you want to be contending to be in a playing game.
2: Yes, that's what those guys <laughs> will do for you.
0: And if that's your goal, which for Washington may very well be their goal, okay,
2: that's the annual goal in DC. <laughs> be the middle of the East.
0: Exactly, but for for like teams like Boston and Philadelphia and Indiana, and, and there's at least half a dozen teams in the East alone. That's not good enough. It's just not going to cut it. And I'm, I'm a little bit surprised at the patience that Bradley Bill has had with that Wizards organization. I mean, this is, this
2: has to be at least the maybe third or fourth rebuild that they've had since he's been there. And well, This could go to the deadline, too, right? So Washington's sinking midway through the year. Maybe Boston's in kind of a mediocre spot again. All of a sudden, at that point, maybe you start to think about, all right, Brown and Tatum aren't working here. Now might be the time to pivot toward that Beal thing. If we see again this year that there's some real friction on Boston's offense, Smart, Brown, Tatum aren't working out as a trio there, that's when both sides might say, all right, let's see what we can work out here. Right.
1: uh, Again, I'm not sure the pronunciation. If it's Bejarin, uh, hails from the same French commune and island as former Celtics wing,
0: Michael Petrus,
1: Mikhail Petras. Yep. Guadalupe. That's how I got Guadalupe. Les Abim in Guadalupe, um, and so that is that. Now I like the pick.
0: <laughs> <I> love Michael, <laughs> loved him,
1: Like Petrus a lot. He
0: used to get he used to get mad at me though because he thought I could get him like a discount on Comcast cable. I'm like,
2: dude.
1: <laughs> everyone got everyone wanted that, and I, and everyone would ask me like, yeah, like what's wrong with my how do i and i'm like i don't i don't, <laughs> work. <laughs> I'm just like, I don't oh, work for you guys wearing company.
2: comcast shirts
1: <laughs> no they just there i'm like i don't work for the cable company like no, I, I do not you know i have no <laughs> <laughs> i would get that a lot i'd get that a lot um so not much has changed
2: in Celtics the most land. boring draft night you could think of for the Celtics. look, and, I, and I,
1: honestly, like we got quite a few people here with us, you know, uh, hanging out. So, uh, you know, people were looking for something, looking for a splash. Again, what bums me out about the draft? Draft is always hope, you know. Um, you know, like, did we get somebody that's going to help us? You know, and it, you know, here you are. It's, uh, it's the answer is no. It's no. <laughs> the answer is no. The answer is you, you might pick, never you, see our guy. You Ju- pick forty-five. Ju- you've, you may never see this guy ever in a, in, 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 in a Celtic. You may area, live right? a
2: great life in France. Or in America,
1: <laughs> right. So that's what you got here, so let's not worry about it. But nothing happened big on any front here uh, in terms of anything that affects the Celtics' Uh, hugely with the exception of the Westbrook trade and what that means for Beal's future in Washington. So nobody made a big move for uh, Beale Beal. Nobody made a big move for Ben Simmons. Uh, everybody's just kind of holding and you're entering free agency here. Um, and there weren't any huge uh, trades here at anything that would kind of get in the Celtics way of, of, of building their roster. The question is now just going to come down to what's their plan. Uh, and, and, and and again, it, it comes fast and furious. You think Fournier last past Monday on on last past six o'clock on Monday? I, well, I can't. it
2: took. Uh, didn't, isn't the new tampering thing kicking this back a couple of days now? So it might not be immediate as it used to. Yeah. In last off season, like they got that like period now of negotiation, and then the deals actually come through a few days later. I don't know. We'll see how it goes this time around, but. Things weren't flying right at six o'clock the way it usually is.
1: And uh, Dave D makes a good point here. And we said this before, but just to reiterate it here, you know, if Golden State was going to make a move, they needed to make it beforehand. You know, once you knew that they were making their picks and keeping their picks, they're kind of off the table a little bit in terms of, um, you know, either Simmons or Beal for that matter, because they're for... They had two lottery picks. They don't have two lottery picks. They don't have lottery picks coming up next year. So they just lost two massive trade chips trying to make any sort of move. So we talk about what can the Celtics offer and what if it's multiple teams? Well, one of the biggest competitors here um, th- just lost two massive trade chips, um, trying to make it work. So again, you're into Wiseman and Wiggins land um, for them if you want to make that work. Which again might be something that uh, that uh, that's enticing. But again, what does Beal want to do? I'm not really sure. Uh, other than that, uh, any other teams here you think massively improved tonight? Celtics competitors? I
2: think Charlotte had a good night uh, for sure. Charlotte's coming fast. They're gonna have yeah. a big off season. Yeah. yeah,
0: they're they're well positioned to really improve their stat status in the east quickly
2: yeah no question yep so
1: i think they did um for sure um i don't know you know just kind of the, looking the, around the knicks here. are
0: interesting i didn't think knicks they're knicks interesting a, i didn't think they had a great night in terms of adding talent but i think what they did is they gave everyone a clear sense of where their head's at and that is they believe they're going to get some major players through free agency uh, the yeah. way that they just kept trading down and out and down and out in the draft, they don't want young players. They're, they're making it absolutely 100 percent clear that they plan to get impact veteran type players and they got the money to do it. So they didn't they don't have time to be dealing with with babysitting these you know late first round early second round picks. They're trying to get ballers now.
2: Yeah. That's what they do, just keep kicking it down the road. <laughs>
0: yeah, they
1: did. So I mean, I definitely think that's a that's a winner there. Orlando got a couple of good players for sure. Um, Suggs and Wagner. Um, they're five and eight. So, you know, again, you're talking about teams that are kind of, you know, nipping at that, you know, but you know, bottom rung there you know, the seven-eight world. But I mean, you know, these are teams that are chasing the Celtics, who, you know, I think certainly made moves chasing the Celtics. I mean, below where the Celtics would be in the east pecking order who are you know coming up and that's what's gonna happen. You know, you, you get your multiple lottery picks and obviously you've got a, a shot to to build there. I, I do think the big loser tonight is Golden State. Um because I their think
2: their picks were a little puzzling. Their picks weren't yeah.
1: their picks were puzzling and also they really needed to do something and they weren't able to do it. Um so I don't know, you know, I, I you know I don't know I I it's you needed to help. You, you know, you're trying to get help for Curry and Thompson right away. And I don't think you did that tonight uh, by not making a trade and by the players that they took. So um, that's they're, they're on my losers board
2: for tonight. Yeah, you really yeah. thought tonight would be the real night for them. Yeah. yeah. And it didn't come. That's it. So that's where we're
1: at. Um, I'll tell you all, all at home here. Um, it's going to get really interesting, really fast. So again, we've had kind of a bit, I wouldn't say a sleepy off season. We've had big moments. Okay. Obviously you had the massive front office shakeup. Um, you had uh, oh, yeah, hired, it was
2: interesting hiring too. of a new
1: coach, but it's really all going to get the, the plan comes into effect uh, Monday. Um, so, and again, Bobby, I'll let you get this in just programming note to everybody at home. We are going to be live Monday night with a free agent special, um, you know, uh, in and around uh, the, I think the free agency period starts at six. Is that correct? On Monday. Yeah. So we're, we're ready to go. Should there be breaking news? You know, stuff starts to leak prior to that. We will absolutely jump out here. uh, Talk to you guys. We'll probably end up doing our Spotify green room on Monday as well. uh, And, and talking to people as kind of things happen, stuff could be happening while we're talking to y'all. So that, I think that that's good. But Bobby, what were you going to say about tonight?
2: Uh, you do. <laughs> there is going to be that forever link at 16. You're watching that one. Oh, hard, your guy, dude. right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and Sengen from Turkey.
1: Uh, Kevin Pelton's number one overall prospect.
2: Yeah, that was uh, an yeah. eyebrow razor. Everybody's saying Cunningham and I know where he comes in with oh, maybe Sengin's the guy. I think that was more like a statistical analysis because he had some monster years in Turkey. He's yeah. 19, he's just a physical force. He's playing there like you know, among
1: men for a couple of years and putting up very good numbers, you know. And so
2: <laughs> he was um, 270 pounds a couple of years ago, and it looks like he shed 30 pounds, has yeah. amazing footwork. The question is whether a low post guy like him is going to thrive in the nba yes he's he's
1: he's got you know elite post moves you know it's just not something you're you see in people coming out you know or or entering the nba now is as their as their primary skill set
2: yeah but Um, he was still very highly regarded which is interesting is he going to be like a canter is he going to kind of change the game a little bit here in terms of how you can play center
1: it's interesting um it is interesting. That's it.
2: Yeah. Um, I do have, if you go back on our YouTube channel, I did five prospects, and my bonus pick was actually the guy the Celtics ended up drafting, uh, Juhan. So there was a little bit at the end there about him and the possibility of him coming to Boston. So if you want to go check out and learn a little bit more about him, check out that video. I'll probably release as a segment on All Access standalone
1: yeah do that um and then um you know we'll have more stuff coming out there brad stevens is talking very soon is um, he we'll have, oh great <laughs> we will be talking soon so i'll let everybody hop off onto that uh and jump in there uh ask brad your questions uh and we'll have that up on our uh, youtube channel uh, as soon as brad's done uh talking uh again should there be anything developing later on tonight we'll try to hop back up but it feels like this this night is over it was kind of a you know uh, a sleepy, slow Celtics draft night. Uh, n- no major moves. Made their pick at 45. Draft and stash player. Uh, pronounce it for me one more time. Juhan Bejarin. Bejarin. what we're gonna go with. Um, From France, 19-year-old, 6'4", 6'5", guard, uh, with uh, super solid athleticism, tremendous wingspan, and uh, his uh, offensive game. I guess, needs a little bit of refinement. That's the rough scouting report. As Bobby said, he's got a little bit more in-depth stuff there uh, on our YouTube channel, so you can check that out. Um, as always, thank you. Uh, we love having you guys in the comments here. Uh, make sure you give everybody a follow. Sherrod Blakely, of course. Uh, Real Bob Manning, John underscore Zanis. Um, and, uh, we'll, uh, and so of course, Celtic CLNS um, will notify you when we go live, and you guys will have uh, programming notes. Guys, final thoughts here?
0: No, just what lots of activity, do? lots of they minor things. Like, I think like the first eight picks of the second round were all moved uh, to, to somewhere else. So yeah. that was really good to see, but you know, a lot of little fireworks, a lot of flickers, but de- we definitely didn't have the flames or the kind of sizzle. I think a lot of us were hoping for, yeah. but that's what free agency is for, right?
1: Yeah. Uh, I'm looking at Juan Begaron instead of somebody put it in the pronouncer here we're, we're, we're going to pronounce it wrong a bunch of times but i promise the first time i hear
2: it oh I'll get my it. lord that youtube uh you don't want to watch that john that was bad me i've worked with earlier. a lot
1: of <laughs> I've, I've worked with some tv anchors uh who no matter how many times you say it to them how about they, perk earlier they,
2: moses moody it was like moody moses 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 moody, that moody, happens Mo- to everybody
1: but there there are some
2: people who can't hear but it went on for about like 90 seconds <laughs> yeah
1: i've worked with some people you got to put it in the prompter phonetically and they still can't for the light their brain just won't get there i i guarantee you i hear it once i will get it and i'll never mispronounce it again you
2: but- heard that charade right from park yeah. yes <laughs> Bo- moody, moody, moody
0: moody 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 <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, wait a minute, is, who, who the hell is he talking about?
1: The best part about it is he didn't just stop for a second and take a breath. He just, he just plowed right. I said, like, I'm gonna. But just-
0: that's such a perk thing to do, though. That is so perk. Yeah. I'm not slowing oh, down. I'm not pivoting. I'm just going straight down this damn hill until we get to the end.
2: Yep. Yeah. Damn it. Perk was Look strong that. on the draft. Gotta give it to him as always.
1: so really. That some really depressed guys in the chat so guys come on everybody come on
2: this is so classic celtics fans getting upset about the 17th man on the roster i know it's up to yam it's up to yam get Uh, excited about Yam. he's coming
1: brad's coming up right now so we're gonna duck out guys thank you for hanging out with us um check out all our stuff on the youtube channel we'll have some breakdowns from the stuff we did earlier tonight as well as brad stevens presser of course bobby manning's uh very poorly pronounced, but highly analytical video of the Celtics' first-round draft pick. Uh, you can catch that there, too. Uh, for Sharad, Bobby, John Zanis, we will see you guys uh, Monday, if not sooner. Good night, all.
0: Good night.